guys. I'm really glad that you are here. Um, welcome, ladies from uh, Sigma, who are here today for worship. I'm glad that you guys could be here with us on this day. Um, hey, before I jump into the message, um, I want to do something that I love to do. I love doing this at the at the every single service, and that is to welcome people into our church who want to partner in ministry. So I would love to ask uh, Zippy and Kathy Andrews. Where are you, friends? Come on up. Hey. And you're going, did she say Zippy? And yes, I did. I said Zippy. Hey, come on up. I know it's a lot happening here, but. Hi. You guys look great. Okay, so do we really want to tell them your real name, but it doesn't matter? Oh, here's Zippy. No, this is Arnold <laughs> and Kathy. I, how did you get Zippy? In my Air Force nickname. Okay, I got it. I, fit, I assumed as much. So, But let me tell you what's cool. You guys hear me talk a lot about being connected and about community groups and uh, relationships and building community and the importance of that. Zippy and Kathy are an example of that. They have friendships and relationships with people. Um, you know, like a lot of people, probably after COVID and you had your kids grow up and move out, you were just kind of doing your own thing, but you got connected in a community group long before you were coming to worship, right? Yes. And it was in that relationship and building those friendships. And then you're like, all right, we'll come and we'll be a part and we'll do things. And I've known you guys for years. We were at another place together and know your kids. And um, it's just, it's, this is the importance of community. Um, and I'm so glad that probably from some uh, encouragement from your community group. But then when, when the pastor says something like, if this is your church, but you're not yet a ministry partner, why not? So, which I said that last week, and then I get an email from Kathy. So, um, but I love this because this is what community is about. And so, you know, I told you this, um, we ask two questions when people want to partner in ministry. And the first one is the most important, and it's, are you followers of Jesus? And as followers of Jesus, uh, will you be in community, in a community group, and serve and share your gifts and talents? And will you be a representative of Jesus Christ in our greater community? Will you do that? Yes. Well, so will you guys welcome Kathy and Zippy Andrews into, officially into our church family? Thank you. Fairly painless. Um, turn to Acts chapter 13. That's where we're going to be today. Acts chapter 13, and um, we are going to get, you know, hold on tight because we're going to run all the way through two verses today. So, uh, in Acts chapter 13. So, here's where we go. So, we've been in this series in Acts, and I love the way that God works. I love how he lines it up because I didn't plan this way far out, but the, the passage we're going to look at today, the two verses we're going to look at today are kind of what we, had, we were planning on doing anyway, which is the Sunday before school starts, we love to bless our educators. We love to pray for them. We love to recognize them. We love to let them know that their church and the church supports them um, as they step into this new school year. And, um, and so here's what I want to... Okay, Acts 13. So it starts out with um, there are... 
teachers and prophets, leaders of this new thing called the way, this new thing called Christianity, and they're meeting there. And as they are gathered to pray, so let's pick up here in verse 2. It says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, okay, who will later be Paul, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. So we have the Holy Spirit, the third person of God, who we have been talking about this whole time as we've been in this series in Acts. We have the third person of God, the one who is present with us this morning, also present with them. And so what we find as, as we step into Acts chapter 13, it just highlights for us again the central role of the Holy Spirit. The central role and the function and the purpose of the Holy Spirit of God leading the church. Um, leading the leaders of the church. Inspiring the church to do the work. And so we have this, this mission, right? This is the central role of the Holy Spirit it's this is setting apart people to tell the world, to let everyone know that there's this new glorious life possible through Jesus Christ. And this is the role of the Holy Spirit. So all of Acts, when you look at all of the book of Acts, it's saturated with the work of the Holy Spirit. He's behind everything that happens in the church then, but also in the church now. Now, in just, a few, in just a few minutes, we're going to have the honor of, of, of praying over and blessing our educators, our teachers, our admins, coaches, parapros, everybody, professors, everyone. And we have done this for several years now, right? I love this day. I love this day. I, lo I look forward to it. And I especially love how this text speaks right to it. So I do say this, educators, I definitely pray that you hear this message today, um, that you lean in just a little bit more, um, that you will hear this. I, I pray that it's a seed that will be planted, uh, that it will take root, that it will grow. But it's not just for our educators, okay? It's not just for them. It's for all of us here. So no one check out, please. Um, this is for all of us to hear. So I want to read these verses again okay we're just covering two verses today so let's look at it a couple of times here's what it says again I want to read it okay while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting the Holy Spirit of God I added that part right we know who it is he said set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them so after they fasted and prayed they placed their hands on them and sent them off so from this gathered group of believers leaders Paul and Barnabas are called by God, by the Holy Spirit, to specifically go out and do a specific work, to share Jesus, to establish Christian communities. And as I've mentioned a couple of times, it's in Acts 1-8 where Jesus says that, I, that you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to go into Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And this is that beginning of going into the ends of the earth. They taught. Saul and Barnabas were teachers. They taught. 
They proclaimed the gospel. They, they proclaimed the truth that they knew. They taught about Jesus' life, about his death, about his resurrection. They invited people to believe in him and follow him. This is what they did. This was their role. This was their responsibility. And one thing is for sure, and we'll see this in the weeks to come as we continue in the Acts uh, study, is that they faced, okay, lean in on this, educators. They faced extreme challenges and opposition. Mm-hmm. Did you hear all those? <laughs> that was all teachers in the room. <laughs> they faced extreme challenges and opposition, but they remained committed to their mission. They remained committed to their mission, to their calling, to what the Lord called them to do, what the Lord set them apart to do. They face so many challenges, opposition, they remain committed. Here's what we'll see in the coming weeks, just a real quick. They received opposition from the Jewish religious leaders, okay? You could maybe call that the Board of Education, I don't know. Anyway, um, they received hostility from Gentiles, okay? I don't know who to compare that to. So, uh, Cultural barriers, communication challenges, Personal safety and persecution, division and disagreement, even within the Christian community, and physical and emotional hardship. This is what Saul, Paul, and Barnabas dealt with, and we'll see this in the coming chapters of Acts. And there's no doubt that the challenges and the opposition to the work that they do, there's absolutely no doubt that at times... It was discouraging. Um, it was disheartening. It was demoralizing. And it was depressing. But they were faithful. They were faithful. They knew they were called. They knew they were set apart by the Lord. And so in those difficult times, they remembered that they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit of God to do what they were called to do. And so as, as followers of Jesus, okay, this is, this is where we kind of bring this home. We always look at the text and go, okay, here am I now, 2023, as followers of Jesus, not just the educators, all of us, when challenges, when opposition comes your way, right? When you are weak, right? When you are broken, there's a powerful life-sustaining, supernatural empowerment by the Holy Spirit of God flowing in you. If you're a follower of Jesus, that is a promise, that is a truth. And it's, the Holy Spirit is there filling us up for a purpose, and that is for us to carry out what we have been given to do. What we've been set apart to do, what we have been called to do, what we've been called to do maybe in a moment, or it could be a, a whole a, a life, a career thing. Very important piece in this text. I want us to look at the text again. Notice what they were doing as the Holy Spirit told them what to do next. While they were worshiping. Okay, you say worshiping, right? While they were worshiping the Lord and what's the next one? Fasting. Did you know why it's called breakfast? It's because that's when you break your fast. 
I don't know if there's some tidbit of info for you if you didn't know that. Um, so, so they were worshiping and they were fasting. And then the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, right? So if we know that the Holy Spirit said it and they heard it, then that means they were listening. So they're worshiping. They've been fasting, so they were, they were denying themselves. They were purposely, in, in regard to fasting, they were denying themselves and purposely setting apart that time as a, a focus on the Lord, as a focus to, well, just the whole practice of denying self. So they're worshiping, they're fasting, and obviously they're listening, because if you're not listening, you're not going to hear how God is leading and speaking, okay? Worshiping, fasting, fasting and listening and then verse 3 so after they had fasted and prayed they placed their hands on them and sent them off worshiping fasting listening and praying this is what they were doing now here's an application I think we can all take in and this is like if you're like a one day old believer or you've been doing this for a long long time or if you're even in the place where you're going I, I want to know what is what is this what is this faith thing what is this hear this because it's 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 truth if there's an expectation for smooth sailing in your life Right for everything to go great, for there to be no bumps, no roadblocks, no problems, no hang-ups, no drama, nothing like that. Everyone's great. Everything's perfect. If there's an expectation for smooth sailing in your life, for the world to never like bump up against your plans, and yet, if that's an expectation, and yet there is a massive void where you are not practicing these expressions of recognizing our most holy God, worshiping, fasting, listening, praying. If you're expecting perfection, but you're not practicing a relationship with God, but you're expecting him to make everything perfect. If we go about our lives expecting God to, I don't know, touch everything with with a magic wand or something and, and make everything wonderful, but there's zero intentionality on your part to engage with the Lord, to recognize his existence, right? He's our creator. He's our sustainer. He's, he's the one who forgives us. He's our redeemer. He's our life giver. He's the one who inspires, the one who empowers we're expecting life to be perfect, but we are not leaning into him. Here's my very deep, spiritual, theological, doctrinal response to that. You are a spiritual knucklehead. And I am too. If we expect God to move, and yet we're not leaning in. Worshiping. Fasting, listening, praying. Are you surprised that you don't hear or see or recognize God? So as the believers there in Acts 13 were gathered 
They were together, and they were recognizing, they were praising their God. They were recognizing his presence and his power and his holiness. The Holy Spirit spoke to them clearly, and they heard it. They didn't have to wonder, now, did he really mean, call, you know, get, get Saul and get Barnabas and send them out? No, it was very clear they heard it. The Holy Spirit called Barnabas, called Saul, and what he planned was one of the greatest missionary endeavors in history starting right there with them. These two servants would launch the Christian movement into Asia Minor. And then as Saul got to be known more as Paul, he carries it on into Europe. And it is not an exaggeration at all to say that our gathering here today in Valdosta, Georgia, can be directly tied back to this prayer meeting in Acts chapter 13. In Antioch, where the Holy Spirit spoke to those who were leaning in. So the church in Antioch committed to worshiping and praying and listening, fasting, Wanting the Holy Spirit to lead them. And so a, a question is, are you committed to the same? Are you committed to the same? For our educators, I, I believe that the Holy Spirit of God has called and set apart every one of you that follows him, that calls him Lord. He's called you to this. And his intention for you is to be on mission that will, that will change lives and thus change the world. I believe this. And I also believe this to be true for each and every one of us who have a different calling, who have been set apart for something else. And I would say that for those who are still in the process of going, I'm not exactly sure what I'm set apart for or called to as far as career or focus, title, that kind of thing. Let me tell you what you are set apart for and called to. You're called to be a light for Jesus Christ everywhere you go. Everything you do. Every word you say. Every place you are. Every, every conversation you have, every meeting that you're in, every class you find yourself in, every team that you're on or, or part that you play in something, if you follow Jesus, then that is what you've been set apart for. I want to take a little bit of time here in this message to do what they did in Acts chapter 13. And that is they prayed for those who'd been set apart. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to invite all of our educators to do something. And I know it's a little tight in here today, which is why we're going back to two services next week. Um, but I'm going to invite our educators, if you would come and stand in front of the stage. I know in years past we've just had you stand where you are. So go ahead and start climbing over people. You know, that's cool. But if you would come and stand here in front of the stage, because we want your church to see you, 
We want those who are watching online to see you and recognize you. Um, and we want to take a few now. If, yeah, if you're coaches, teachers, paras, everything, you know. And if there's anyone going, I'm not sure if I should go. Come on. Now, one of the things that we, um, that I asked, uh, we have one of our elementary students, and we've got one of our middle school students, and we've got one of our rising high school students, and we've asked them to help. But the first thing we want to do is we want to present you with a wooden hand cross that we would like for you to have and to keep. Um, where are our students? There you go. Yeah, I should have called them up as well, huh? Um, but they are going to hand those to you and, and probably say a, a word of encouragement. But you all go ahead and do that if you'll present our educators with the hand cross. I hate when we do that, don't you? Um, I've asked Justin and Kristen to assist with this as well. Now, educators, we want to anoint you with oil for this coming year um, to recognize the holy presence of God um, for what you were called and set apart to do. Um, so we're going to take a moment to do that, and then we're going to pray for you as an entire congregation. And now, Porch Community, if you'll extend your hand as a sign of blessing, we see all throughout Scripture to our, towards our educators as we pray for them. Yeah, educators, you can put your hand on the shoulder or grab the arm of the one next to you as well because you're praying for them just as much. Father God, 
standing before you are men and women who have said yes to a calling that is both rewarding and draining and challenging. And at times they question their call. Would you remind them now by the empowerment of your Holy Spirit that you have given them everything they need for this coming year? Lord, that they would have the boldness to shine your light. God, would you give them a compassionate love that perhaps they have never had before for those who are hard to love? Father, would you give them the grace and the mercy that you have poured into them, that you are so thankful that you have received from him and that that would just flow through them into the lives of their students. God, would you show them that they are not doing what they are doing? They're not alone. They feel the hand of the person next to them. They see the hands of this church extended towards them. They're not doing what they are doing on their own. Lord, remind them of that on the days when they are weak. Lift them up, empower them. And God, may the students that are part of these educators' lives see something in them that they wanna know more about. They want to know why these educators have joy. They want to know why they have hope. They want to know why they love, who sometimes seem unlovable. God bless our educators. Fill them up. Empower them with your Holy Spirit to do your work. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Porch community, show your appreciation and love for our educators as they start this year. I've got a few more things to say. Oh, thank you. Y'all can be seated. Y'all can be seated if you would. We're called to a life of service. Friends, this is what we're called to. None of us should be spectators. <laughs> Band, you guys can go ahead and come on up. We need to be reminded of the call on our lives. For followers of Jesus, wherever we go, to the ends of the earth, we need to shine this light. And we want to be a place here where people can connect and grow and, and find new life in Jesus Christ. That's the hope and the promise that we offer. God, I thank you for the church as it began to grow there in Antioch and that we are a direct line to that right now. God, would you just show us our part to play, our role to play. 
and Lord, to be truly used by you. There's one thing that's gotta be real. And that is we need to be a willing vessel, a willing recipient. So Lord, for those things in our lives that are an obstacle, that are a roadblock, the things that we've put in there ourselves, my goodness gracious, would we this morning leave them at the cross? Leave them at the cross. Allow the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, to throw them away as he's done. If we want to be used by you, we need to lean into you. That starts with our confession that, that goes to, into our repentance and that goes into living a life that honors you. So God, for this next few moments that we spend together, would our worship be one of expectation, of being real with you, experiencing your presence. And we pray all this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen.